Hello, and welcome to Trending Peoria. I'm your host and proud Peoria Unified alumna, Sarah Meredith, and I'm so eager to take you on this journey as we learn more about the importance of public education and the amazing work our staff do every day to ensure every student is prepared to not only meet tomorrow, but to help shape it as well. What's currently trending in Peoria Unified? Arts education. Every spring, we honor thousands of amazing young artists throughout Peoria Unified at our Arts and Cultural Festival. Due to the pandemic, we've had to make slight changes to our plans. However, the amazing work that these teachers and students do every day remains the same. Join us as we have conversations throughout the district about the importance of arts education and how it helps to shape the whole child. We will be talking with Mr. Robert Panzer, the Director of Arts Education, and with Mrs. Rachel Schurer, a junior high band teacher from Country Meadows and Sun Valley. I would like to introduce our first guest, Mr. Robert Panzer, the Director of Arts Education here in Peoria Unified. He's worked in Peoria Unified for 26 years, serving as an art and photo teacher at Sunrise Mountain, an arts coach, and now as the director. Um, he truly has a passion for arts education and making sure every student has access to the arts here in Peoria Unified. So without further ado, Here's my conversation with Mr. Panzer. Well, welcome Mr. Panzer to Trending Peoria. Um, for those of you who don't know, Mr. Panzer is our Director of Arts Education here in Peoria Unified. And we're so excited to have you here today to talk a little more about the importance of arts ed. Can you start by telling us just a little bit about all of the amazing programs we have for arts education here in Peoria? Well, absolutely, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm always excited to share uh, about what's happening in Peoria Unified from an arts education perspective. And, and really the, the thing that I think makes us really, really proud is that we have comprehensive programming that really starts in kindergarten, but all the way moves up into 12th grade when our, our students are graduating and getting ready for their post-secondary kind of experience. And, and the great thing about that is that that's on all 42 of our campuses, whether it's an elementary campus, whether it's a high school campus, uh, we have those foundational arts programs uh, on all of our campuses in both visual arts as well as through our performing arts as well. Um, we set some great foundations in our elementary setting um, in terms of we have visual arts programming for our K-6 students and we have general music programming for our K-4 students. And both of those really kind of set the, the piece up for success when a student gets into that choice-based elective kind of uh, model when we get into our junior high programming. Um, our band program and choir programming starts in fifth grade, so they're coming out of that strong foundation of our elementary general music programming, and they start to have those choices when they get into fifth grade about, you know, do I want to sing? Do I want to be part of the band? Do I want to, you know, take a perspective and, and follow my visual arts pathway? So there's lots of different things that are happening on our campuses that we're really, really proud of. But we also know that, that not all of our students are performance-based students. Uh, so we're, we're starting to explore and bring some, some new elective opportunities for our students you know, who are not performance-based uh, type of classes. We'll, we'll have things like bucket drumming or ukuleles, uh, history of rock and roll. Even, even some of our keyboarding and our visual arts classes, we're expanding on those offerings because really what we believe as a district is that all students need to have access to the arts at all levels. 
And in order to have that and make that happen and make that successful, we need to, to provide choice for those students. And, and so we're expanding those choices, we're expanding those opportunities, which in the end really helps you know, our students uh, to grow and really helps us to develop the whole child. Definitely. Well, and I think you kind of hit on it too, is arts education is so important and it plays such an integral role in us educating the whole child. And even when we're giving them that choice of, do you want to take band or choir? It's kind of putting them in the leadership seat of their education. And it's empowering to our students to some uh, extent. Do you mind once, so once they get into high school, they their options grow so vastly. Do you mind telling us a little more about all of the different options in high school? Yeah, absolutely. Sarah, you're exactly right. When they get into high school, they're coming with that foundation. They're coming with those structures from the elementary setting and that Cade environment. But the, the opportunities expand. Um, you know, when we talk about on our performing arts side, we're, we have you know, multiple levels of choir, multiple levels of band, multiple levels of dance in, in, in theater as well. And the great thing is, is that, again, we're taking those classes and meeting those students' needs. You know, for example, for theater, you know, we, we address all sides of that theater education for them, whether that be the acting side with our traditional one through four programming for our theater classes, our production designs, which enables a student to be engaged in the, in the set building, in the lighting, in the, in the running of the boards, in the running of the productions, but something that we're really excited about, too, is we have a new theater showcase class that we started a few years ago, which lets our, our students um, and are empowered, as you said, to, to drive their own production. They create their own production. They, they write the scripts. They build the sets. And then they are able to perform that all in one. So it's a, it's a holistic kind of thing. Um, on the band side, you know, our wind ensembles, our concert bands, our marching bands, our jazz bands, as well as we've been expanding to things into music theory, digital music. We've got to create the seats where the students are making that home. We've got to create the environment that lets them make that connection uh, in the way that's right for them. And, and we do that on the visual arts side as well, uh, talking about ceramics. Uh, multiple levels in, in visual arts, as well as with our photography programming, where we have both digital photography as well as our darkroom traditional wet lab photography. So we're really trying to not only develop the whole child, but to give that whole child choices uh, on the different ways that they can start to pursue that uh, and, and to find that home that's right for them. Right. Well, and I think too, I mean, I participated in almost all of the arts that Peoria Unified has to offer when I was a student, um, from band to photo, um, to just the more traditional fine arts classes. And so I know for me too, it was, it was leading a lot of what my education looked like. I got to delve deeper into those areas that interested me. I got to grow in my leadership capabilities and band and some of those things. And so I think when we're talking about arts, there's a lot that our students, they just learn the basic curriculum, um, which is amazing. And they're flourishing just because they are learning those things. But there's so many other skills that are naturally built into the arts that they don't necessarily get in a lot of other classes. And I think that's just such an integral part to what you and your department do for all of our students. Oh, Sarah, you're right on the money with that. And, and you are, we're seeing the benefit of, of creating the whole child and having those multiple experiences with, with what you're doing and what you're saying in our conversation. 
but it, it's preparing students to shape tomorrow is a really interesting thing to think about. We've got to prepare a student for a world that we don't know what it's going to unfold for them. We don't know what the problems are going to be. We don't know what the questions that they're going to be asked to solve are. are. So, you know, it's important to develop students that can think critically, they can solve problems, they, they can compare and contrast, they can reflect on different things, they can build that leadership, they can be part of something bigger than themselves. All of those things are going to be critical to, to help to shape their world in the future and, and for them to be part of that world. Um, we've got to make sure that we've got students who can imagine and innovate. To, to answer those questions, because we don't know what the questions are. So if we're taking a linear approach to things and, and just giving them the content knowledge, that's not going to be enough to help them to be successful. Our arts are great places to foster that kind of a mindset for a student, to give them that, that ability to connect to something bigger, to explore the world around them, which in essence is going to be the way that they're going to need to communicate it. It's a global world. It's a world that they're going to need to solve those problems that, that we don't even know what they are yet. So we've got to set them up with those foundational skills, um, not just the knowledge, but the skills that are going to enable them to be able to work within that. Um, it's critically important, you know, that we provide that to our students. And that's why having so many different pathways and so many different options are, is important to allow them to find that home and to allow them to develop that mindset that is right for them. We, we have different kinds of thinkers, we have different kinds of students, and, and we need to meet all of their needs if we're gonna set them up to be able to shape the future. Exactly, and I think a lot also, and you kind of alluded to it, it's we're building thinkers and learners that are able to creatively find solutions to problems um, going forward and past their education here in Peoria Unified. and. I think we see it so often, especially, I mean, even, I mean, granted, your department's made up of creative thinkers, but you guys have had a lot of creative solutions to even how we address things in the pandemic. How do we teach kids band when they have to not be super close to each other and things like that? Do you mind talking about some of the ways that you guys as a department have responded to the pandemic? Sure. Yeah, we, we knew that we need to find and have a way to move forward. Um, it was not a choice. You know, access and opportunity to the arts is at the core of what we do every single day. So when we were faced with these challenges, we knew we were going to have to find a way to get come up with those creative solutions. And as a department, you know, that's what our educators do. Um, we have done everything from establishing distancing and mitigation pieces for our band and our choir classrooms to enable them to be able to sing, to, to provide and to order, um, you know, masks for our students and, and for our, our instruments. So we have bell covers on our students to, to avoid and to limit the particulate matter coming out of any of our instruments to create the safest environments. Um, in our elementary settings, we, you know, brought in different ways to, to clean the classroom, to, to minimize the sharing of supplies. Uh, we had weekly meetings that when the pandemic kind of took hold and, and, and to support our educators, to help them to problem solve together. Um, it, this was certainly not a district down kind of, you know, mandate, but mm -hmm. certainly was something that our educators worked together and came up with solutions and shared those solutions with each other through our, you know, PLC process that enabled them then to, to help each other to, to grow and to ensure that we had the best things in place. Uh, we, we knew it was critical. We, we developed lessons online for our elementary students 
where there was shared lessons. So everyone was not having to recreate the wheel in the same way, just specifically for their campus, that we created lesson banks and we posted those out there and allowed our educators to share some of that work to, to lighten that load on them. Because a lot was being asked of our educators during the pandemic and a lot still is. Uh, but, you know, we found solutions to continue to have that arts education experience for our students. Is it the same as sitting in the seat? Not always, but it's critically important to continue to provide that access and that opportunity to the arts if we want those kids to start to have those skills and develop that mindset as, as an educator or as a student, I'm sorry. No, definitely. And I want to go back to something you said at the beginning of that statement, where it was access and opportunity is kind of a non-negotiable here in Peoria Unified. Um, we continuously kind of prioritize the needs for arts education. Um, and I know, I mean, again, speaking from my own personal experience, I went to a Title I elementary school and a Title I high school where our students otherwise wouldn't have had the access and opportunity to some of the arts. And that's where they flourished. That's where they gained their passion. And so I just think that's so amazing that our district has this mindset that this is kind of a non-negotiable that every student needs to have the access and opportunity to whatever the best education for them looks like. Yeah, no, access and opportunity is something that's at the core and the heart of my belief and who I am and what I'm about. If they're not getting it with us in Peoria Unified, they may not be getting it at all. And that we can't risk that and take that chance when we're talking about developing the whole child. So we have we have to make sure that we have that access and opportunity on all of our campuses for all of our students. It sometimes looks different from campus to campus, and especially when we get to the high school, some of the programs you know, are different on campuses. Some are bigger, some are smaller, but that opportunity is typically there for all of our students. But Sarah, that even goes a little further. Um, you know, pre-pandemic, and we're getting back to it, we would have about 12 to 15,000 students each year who would uh, travel to a museum, travel to a, a, a dance production, to a theater production. They would take part of experiences within the arts, not just in the classroom, which is critically important, but also beyond the classroom. Um, it's important to be able to create and in, engage in the arts, but it's also important to be able to have access to, to see the arts in action, to have something to aspire towards. And that was certainly from an access and opportunity some point, something that we were very proud of, that bringing those students outside of our classroom into our local arts community uh, by providing those field trips and providing those experiences was something that we were very, very excited to do. And, and we are very, very excited to get back to uh, in the future as well. Definitely. Well, in those opportunities, I mean, they don't only happen within our arts program. They happen all throughout. But I know I have friends who, when I was growing up in school with them, they would tell me like, if it hadn't been for this field trip, I would have never had this opportunity or I would have never gone to the museum because that's just not where my interests lie. But it sparked something in them and it motivated them to keep going. Um, and a lot of what you have mentioned has just kind of made me think about one of my dearest friends who she grew up in arts and loved it and now has such a passion for arts that she is an entertainment lawyer in New York. And that's because she has such a passion for making sure that artists are equally represented. And that passion she developed from going to our schools, which I just think is a testament to the work that we do inside and outside of the classroom. 
Yeah, no, and there's so many different facets of that. You know, uh, within our economy in the state of Arizona, it, it's a billion, multiple billion dollar in, industry from the arts. And then think about that, you know, nationally and globally, what that is from an impact standpoint. But the arts has so many different ways that you can connect to it. But but yeah, you're, you're 100% right. It's that spark. It's that one moment often that can change that child's life. And we don't know what that is for each child. So providing that access to, to multiple experiences, to multiple disciplines within the arts, to, to multiple theater performances or, or multiple dance performances or what have you, it's critical because every child is different and we need to meet them where they're at. We need to give them those experiences that are going to let that spark ignite within them because it's going to be different for all of them. Uh, and that may take them down the, the legal part like you talked about with your friend, but that may take them down a performing part or it just may be someone who's you know, going to be a better patron for the arts and someone who's an advocate for the arts and the importance of the arts. And it may also just be that they pass on that belief that the arts is important to their children in the future as well. So there's so many different ways and so many reasons that it's critical and important for us to provide that access and opportunity for all. Definitely. And I think and you alluded to this. There's for a lot of students, they can look back and they can say there was this one moment that kind of changed things for me or made me feel just so immensely proud of myself and my hard work. And for me, every year growing up, that was our arts and culture festival that we do in partnership with the city of Peoria. Um, and traditionally, that's in Old Town Peoria. And it's this huge festival um, and big event where students get to see their artwork out and see their community looking at it or perform in front of community members. Uh, obviously, the, this year, it's tremendously different given the pandemic. But do you mind talking to us a little bit about A, the partnership we have with the city of Peoria and B, what that festival looks like this year? Sure. Yeah, no, we have an incredible partnership with the city of Peoria and the Arts and Cultural Festival is actually just one part of that. Um, you know, we do multiple projects with the city of Peoria. We have our uh, Mayor Carlotte's, um, you know, art exhibition that she does that she hosts in the fall and in the spring. We have our anti-bullying contest that we work with the you know, Peoria PD on. We we have we just got finished a few months ago with the bridge through our 303 bridge project where they came to 12 of our campuses uh, and actually had our students involved with creating mosaic panels that are now on display on a bridge that will be there for 30, 40, 50 years. So there's an incredible partnership that we have with them. And, and the obviously the capstone of that is the Peoria Arts and Cultural Festival. Um, you know, this year would have is the 19th annual Arts and Cultural Festival. It's grown over time. And, and like you were saying, typically it's 12, 13, 14,000 people coming together. And I think during the pandemic, that's been one of the hardest things from an arts education and an arts perspective as a whole. The arts is about bringing people together. The, the arts is, a, is about bringing the community together around some kind of idea or, or just being together in a performance. So um, arts organizations and artists have struggled in, during the pandemic because now we're being asked not to come together. So we've had to find other solutions uh, in order how we do that. Um, over the past couple of weeks, we've been collecting those highlights from our classrooms. We've been collecting artwork, you know, digitally from our classrooms. We've been uh, looking for ways to honor our, our band and our choir and our theater students who have been excelling in what they have been doing on, at the campuses. And, and we've been building uh, little kind of, you know, modules and presentations for each of our schools. So we'll have about 42 different, you know, little presentations that we'll be able to share with our community that are going to spotlight our student artists and our, and our student performers for each of our different schools. Um, that'll actually happen starting in on May 8th. 
And we're excited for a whole week. We'll be each day, you know, releasing a number of different schools to spotlight the great things that are happening at that campus from an arts education perspective. And one of the really cool things is, is that each day we actually have our, starting with our superintendent and his whole uh, superintendent's cabinet, they're going to actually kick off the days for us and, and kind of spotlight a little bit about the impact that the arts have had on them or, or why they feel that arts are so critically important to have our students all involved with. So we'll have some special guests kicking off each of those days starting on May 8th. Uh, and then we'll roll those out for a, a whole week. And that, that'll be on our Peoria website, but that'll also be shared on our social media channels as well. So we're really excited to be able to spotlight our 145 arts educators and our 36,000 students who are doing incredible things, but but right now they're doing it in an environment where we can't share it in the way that we normally would and can't celebrate it in the way that we normally would. But we think we got a really great idea that we're gonna be pushing out to share with our community and share and spotlight the great things that are happening that are maybe being not seen as much as normal. I think that's amazing that despite all of the hurdles, you as a department and as a district as a whole, we're still coming together to honor these students and their hard work um, and give them that opportunity for everyone to go see what amazing artists they are. Um, Do you mind telling us, I know arts education is a little special. You guys have your own Twitter feed and your own Instagram feed. Can you, do you mind telling everyone where they can find both of those? Sure. At Peoria Arts Ed is going to be the the handle for both of those that they are going to be able to have access out there for that. Um, We'd love to have that. We post regularly on that. We we post everything from what's happening into a classroom, from what, you know, what's happening with our arts educators. We're we're really excited to be able to share that. And and the great thing is, is that kind of creates that record of where we've been. We see where we've come from and where we're going to. Uh, we even, you know, share different things that we're doing when we're recruiting and looking for our next set of educators who are going to be shaping our classrooms and shaping our students. So um, both on Twitter and on Instagram, certainly go out there and take a look. And then we will be very excited that all of our information for the festival is going to be really prominent on our uh website as well for the district. uh, And we'll be sharing that starting May 8th. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Trending Peoria. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you, Sarah. It was my pleasure. And I'm so excited to be able to share more about what's happening in Peoria Arts Ed. Introducing Miss Rachel Scherer from both Country Meadows Elementary School and Sun Valley Elementary School. She is a junior high band teacher who's been with Peoria Unified for 12 years and has most recently been a recipient of the Pride of Peoria Award, along with being recognized as the Teacher of the Week from Channel 3. Well, welcome, Rachel Scherer, um, to Trending Peoria. We're so excited to have you here this week as we talk about the importance of arts education. Um, just to give our listeners a little bit of background about you, do you mind telling us what draw, drew you to become an arts educator and more specifically a band teacher? Yeah, absolutely. I decided I wanted to teach band in seventh grade, of all things. I had a really fantastic band teacher named Mr. Buman. And at the beginning of the school year, we had to go in and audition for him so he knew what level we were coming in at um, because we were in a junior high, so it was separate. And I played for him 
And he told me that I had potential when I played my clarinet for him. And that was the first time anyone had really told me I had potential at anything. I was a straight A student. I was always placed by the kids that weren't doing well academically, but none of my teachers really praised me. I was just a quiet, well-behaved kid. But my band teacher is the one who stepped aside and actually told me that I was good at playing my instrument, which then led to, um, well, he, he ended up passing away um, not too long after that. He had cancer. So I only had him as my teacher for a couple months. And then I was in a home economics class and learned that I could major in music education for a living. And I thought I could spend all day teaching kids how to play instruments. That's the best job ever. And so I ended up deciding to become a band teacher. And it was all because of Mr. Buman, who completely changed my life. That's awesome. And I know not to like dive too quickly into some more personal things, um, but I've known you since I was in junior high and, uh, or not junior high, since high school. And you made some of those similar impacts in my life. Um, and so first of all, I just want to thank you for that and praise you for that difference you make in our students' lives every day. And you even have at this point, some former band students who are becoming band teachers. And so I just think that's a beautiful legacy that you're creating. Um, and kind of speaking of that legacy, when you joined Peoria Unified, both of the band programs you now support were smaller, but they've grown so much um, under your amazing leadership. Do you mind talking to that a little bit and why you think you saw that growth within your program? Of course. And I'm so happy to even just be talking to you, Sarah, because this is super full circle. Um, but yeah, so the band programs at both the schools I inherited were, were relatively small, but that's just normal with transition. And I really think the number one thing you can do to grow a program and just get kids to be in your classes to build relationships with them. Um, Mr. Buman told me I had potential. So I instill that in every single child that I meet. I tell them that they have potential. Um, learning a musical instrument is hard and being creative is hard. And if it were easy, everyone would do it. And so reminding students that they can do it and they can be successful and just giving them that encouraging word and telling them that they do have potential to be successful and just believing that they can succeed and building those relationships and asking what's going on in their lives and letting them share and tell you the good stuff and the bad stuff. And just having an open door really keeps kids in your program because they, they, they trust you. And it's right. not necessarily because they love band, but they love being with you. Um, and that's, that's a large part. And hopefully you also instill a love of band with it. Right. Well, and I think that's incredibly evident, like with that legacy I was talking about that you've created, you do have students who want to come back or who, like myself, aren't necessarily pursuing a profession in music, but still lean on some of those things that you teach them, whether it's preparing for a performance or overcoming anxiety they may have. A lot of those lessons are somewhat embedded just in the culture you create within your classroom. And I think that is just truly evident of kind of this creative space you get to be in as an arts educator. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we talk about educating the whole child. And so just within your classroom, what are some of the biggest ways you kind of see that evidence come to life? I think, you know, we always talk about in arts education, especially in band, we, we develop responsibility and we develop respect and teamwork and all of these things, but it's more than that. 
Um, every single day when my kids leave the room, I read a quote from Mr. Rogers. They choose a page out of this book I have of quotes from Mr. Rogers. And he just uh, had this legacy of um, instilling just common sense goodness of being kind to one another and being a good neighbor and a good citizen in general. So we talk all the time about what your actions do to impact others and how you can just be a good person in life in general. And yeah, that relates to band, but also I think we're in, in, like you said, in the business of educating the whole child. I want them to leave. If they didn't learn anything about music, I want them at least to leave my classroom knowing that they need to be a better person and make good choices and that they need to be prepared to have a job and not make excuses and make improvements. And um, just, I don't know. No, I, I think you bring up a lot. My work. I think you bring up a lot of really good points with that. And um, even, you know, I was in band from junior high all the way through high school. And through that, I got to build a lot of really great leadership skills that even if, you know, I'm not playing my clarinet every day, I'm still playing it often in practice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's these leadership traits that we instill in our students or the fact that if I didn't do my practice one week, that doesn't just affect myself as an individual. It affects my entire band and our performance overall. And I think those are really great skills that in a lot of other classes, students don't get to live out every single day. Um, and so when you're talking about building this program and building that trust, I think arts is just a really unique place where our students get to do that. Exactly. And, um, when you talk about also when you're in band, you're not just learning music, you're learning about math and other things. What are on some of not um, like outside of the leadership building and the trust and those um, character traits, what are some of the other things students are learning within your classroom? Oh, geez. Um, well, rhythm is math and how many beats fit into a measure and subdivision and understanding the division of a quarter note into eighths into 16th notes. And then just being able to read and track music. I think you can really see growth in children's reading scores after they grow band simply because they are able to track a line better. You can tell which students really struggle with reading in the beginning of fifth grade band because they're unable to even keep pacing and or follow the line from, from, from left to right. Um, and in addition to doing cross-curricular music in our program and a couple last couple years, we've been uh, collaborating with art teachers on my campus and the junior high students, the junior high art teacher would pick a piece of music and then they would have kids around campus create artwork to go along with three, three different pieces of music. So they programmed my main concert for me by, um, choosing music that was programmatic and or music that has a, a theme or a story and the students would create art that they thought represented the music. And we would have that as a slideshow in the background. So in addition to the band kids finding meaning within the music, the art kids are doing the same. That's, that's amazing. And I, I think too, a lot of times, you know, you hear people say when it comes to arts, maybe a kid isn't the best at math or reading isn't the thing that gets them excited about coming to school every day, but it's the music or it's the arts or it's ceramics or whatever it is. And so I think what you're able to provide those students is something that gets them excited about going to school. Have you noticed that even within your own classroom? I know this year with the pandemic, things have been 
especially trying? Have you noticed students kind of a change in their demeanor from the beginning of the school year versus now or anything like that? Um, I think band has always been a place for students to come where they don't feel like they're finding success academically in other classes. It can also have the opposite effect where students want to spend more time on their academics and not do band anymore because of it. But I, I do see as soon as students came back from being quarantined and we came back in person, it just felt so good to make music together again. Um, I mean, that I didn't realize how much I missed it until I saw my first student again. It's like, oh my gosh, I get to play an instrument with another human and not do it on the computer. And we don't have to mute each other and we can all stay together and play together at the same time. It, you don't realize how much of a difference it makes in your life until it's gone. And I think the students felt the same way. My junior high kids especially missed making music together. The sixth graders had only just begun because they were in fifth grade mm -hmm. last year. Um, and then the fifth graders have no idea what's going on. They just think we play band outside all the time. And that's how band They're very confused. But, well, I think that's true. If anyone's been to a fifth grade band concert, it's always a little hit or miss. But I think one of the things you spoke about was this kind of human connection that you see within a band classroom. And I mean, I can even attest to the fact that some of my dearest friendships that I have to this day were people that I knew from marching band in high school um, and things like that. But I think there's also something really beautiful that happens when we come together and play music together. Um, and I think it's kind of healing for some of our students. And it brings back some of that human connection that was maybe missing at the beginning of the school year. Absolutely. Yes, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, well, kind of switching topics. Um, within your classroom, what are some of like, I'm a fifth grade student coming in at the beginning of the school year versus I'm an eighth grader who has been in your program for years. What are some of the biggest and most kind of awe-inspiring changes you see in some of those students? You get to watch them grow up. That's one of the reasons I chose Peoria is I get to teach kids for four years and I watch them blossom into these magnificent, responsible, caring young adults who have a passion for something they had no idea they were gonna have such a passion for. And um, they go from, I don't know how to, to teaching others. And it's so exciting to watch the transition. Like you said, they become leaders and um, they have confidence. They go from knowing nothing to, I hope to being better musicians than me on the instrument that I do not play. That's always my goal. Yeah, well, and I think too, I mean, also speaking from personal experience, you met me when I was a freshman in high school and I went from the, I don't know what I'm doing to I was able to participate in honor band um, and have some of those leadership roles uh, at Kellis. And so I think, I think there's this kind of beauty in that when you're in band, it feels like, oh, I'm just memorizing scales and I'm doing going through these motions, but it's something so much bigger. And I think there's a lot of learning that goes on that maybe even students are unaware that they're doing and kind of soaking up like a sponge throughout those four years. Absolutely. Yes. Um, well, I have one last question for you because you kind of alluded to it but why why did you choose to work in Peoria Unified and serve our students 
Um, really, it was because I was going to get to spend four years with kids. I don't really bond with high school students as well as I bond with fifth through eighth graders. And so I knew I wanted to teach younger students. And there were very few districts that offer that five through eight experience without traveling. Well, I do travel, but you know, between an elementary and a high school or a junior high specifically. So I knew that I wanted to build a program and spend four years with kids and watch them grow up and turn into the magnificent creatures that they are and start traditions with my eighth graders and then be able to see all the amazing things they accomplish in high school. Um, and that, that I wanted to be able to feed my own junior high program. That was really the reason I chose Peoria. And I wanted to come back to the West Valley because my roots are in the West Valley. I didn't go to school in Peoria, but the, a lot of music educators from ASU go to the East Valley and it's not fair <laughs> to the West Valley schools. So I, I came back to my roots and this side of town and never regretted it. And I have, well, okay, that brings up two more questions for me, but I'll start with one. So you mentioned that you get to see your junior high students, even after they leave you and they leave junior high and they go on to high school, you get to see them grow. Can you kind of talk about um, that partnership that our high school bands have with our junior high and elementary school bands, because I think that's also something very unique to us. Yeah, absolutely. So we do um, our football game and all the junior high students memorize the fight song. Well, at least I try to make them memorize the fight song and then we go and perform at halftime. And that is when I get to see all of my former students and their magnificent marching band glory. And then we do another event, um, which is called Parade of Bands, where we go and see the concert band students and their amazingness and all the things that they're accomplishing. And those two events have to be my favorite because I get to see my students in high school leading and fulfilling all the dreams that I had for them. They mm -hmm. become section leaders and drum majors. And even if they don't, they are still auditioning for regionals and trying their hardest to make it in the band world. And it just... It makes my heart so happy. It's so fulfilling to see that happen. Yeah, and well, I think that's amazing. And I think also you get to see this really great thing where I feel like a lot of eighth graders going into high school, it's a huge transition. It's a huge change. They may be kind of trepidatious about it, but then they get to go to Parade of Bands or the one football game um, and they get to see their old friends like, oh, hey, I know you. And then when they come in as a freshman, they already have some of those connections. And I think that is just such a huge leg up that they get compared to some of their peers who don't necessarily go through some of those same programs. Absolutely. And it, they, they see that, oh, I already have friends in high school and I don't have to be as afraid because I'm friends with a sophomore and I'm a freshman because I knew them when I was in band. Right. And I think, I think that's just a testament to what music can do in a student's life and some of those bonds that it builds. Um, my other question for you, kind of going off of why you chose Peoria, why have, after all of these years, have you chosen to come back year after year and continue to serve our students and this district? I'll be honest, it's really hard to grow a program. Mm -hmm. And after the pandemic, we're, it's, it's going to be starting from scratch almost. Um, we've lost about 50% of, of band kids due to virtual and, and other extenuating circumstances and kids just moving away in the areas that I teach. Um, but it's, it's really hard to grow a program. It takes four years to grow and the high schools are going to be struggling for another eight years. Great. So uh, that's one reason, but also the support of arts education. I mean, Rob Panzer does a phenomenal job and Stacey Hamilton of just 
creating this community and family that you you don't want to leave. You know you're supported if you have a question or a concern or what have you. They will support you and figure out a solution to the problem 100% of the time. And you just can't beat that. I mean, there are very few districts that have a structure for arts education like we have. And that is what I tell my student teachers. And that's why I try to force them to teach in Peoria ultimately. And I do have, I think three that now have jobs in Peoria. So as band teachers, which is, I, I fully support Peoria in every sense of the word, simply because the support for the arts is unbeatable in any other district. Yeah, well, and I think, I think you see a lot of that too. And kind of, you mentioned like that family feeling and that support you see because there's such a strong support structure kind of from a district level, you see it in the schools and you see it in how much our teachers go out of their way to support our students to ensure that they're prepared for whatever it may be. And I think it's just, it's truly a testament to what Peoria Unified kind of can do in the lives of our teachers and our students and our, in our community. Um, before I let you go, I do just, I want to say thank you so much for being here, um, but also for just being so amazing and creating this legacy and investing in our students. I know I wouldn't be here where I am today if it wasn't for some of the things you did. And I think back you know, um, Corey, who she was a freshman when I was in high school, she's now graduating and getting ready to become a band teacher. Um, and I know she credits that to you. And I just, I want to say thank you for creating this next generation of leaders um, and for continuing to do everything you can to make sure our students are supported in the best way they can be. You're going to make me cry. I'm Stop sorry. It. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, I truly appreciate you saying that, Sarah. It means a lot. And it's one of the reasons I keep doing the job because seeing you as successful as you are and um, knowing that all our time together made a difference really does mean a lot to me. It keeps me going because there are hard days where you think to yourself, why, why am I doing this? But I, I think about students like you and... Um, the ones I currently have in my room and they're always my why because once they don't become your why anymore you shouldn't be doing the job anymore so all right well again I would like to thank you for joining us here today on trending Peoria and being able to have this conversation with you um, and have a great rest of your day thank you so much Sarah thanks for asking me to participate <music> Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Trending Peoria. We hope you learned a lot about the importance of arts education. And if you'd like to learn more, you can go to peoriaunified.org slash trending Peoria for more information about this episode, as well as some additional resources regarding arts education. Thank you. And we'll be with you again in two weeks.